one day I think you, a lot of a lot of us. I, I guess the more I go along, you may have turned me down a little bit. <clears throat> um, the uh, more I go along, the more I come to appreciate my mom and dad. You don't understand a lot when you're young, but as you grow up, the more you appreciate the sacrifices that were made. Brother Reed, there's no telling. Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen my mom go shopping for a new dress or for a new, she'd just give us everything. You know, a mother has a, a sacrificial, if it's representative of God um, and how his love is for us uh, in the mother's heart. But um, <clears throat> I want you young people to know you're not missing out on anything. Don't let the enemy lie to you that you're missing some great teenage experience. Uh, by not getting out and partying and drinking and doing all those things. Uh, there's nothing, nobody in here uh, that could stand up and say, boy, I'm glad I got to experience all of that. Uh, if you did, you're an idiot. Uh, uh, but uh, nobody in their right mind uh, that's born again in here could stand up and say, boy, I'm thrilled that I got to have a wild childhood. Um, so I want you young people to understand there's been a lot of sacrifices uh, that your mothers make, and daddies too, but it ain't Father's Day right now. Uh, but uh, a lot of sacrifices your mothers made uh, to make sure that you're raised in a manner that's consistent as possible uh, with the Bible. Uh, it has not been easy, but it's worth it. Moms, it's worth it. You may not see it now. Um, maybe uh, not experiencing that now and you sometimes you feel like you know is it worth all the sacrifices that have been made yes it's been worth it and it will be worth it uh, regardless of what they do with the truth it'll be worth that you sacrificed and did right by your children and raising them in the nurtured admonition of the Lord uh, so I thank you, mothers. We appreciate you this morning. We thank you so much. Uh, again, not just there's been many ladies I've known through the years that were not able to have children, and uh, they took on the young people of the church and uh, were a mother to them and, and helped them through struggling times. And, and so I appreciate all you ladies this morning. We know uh, there's been many um, that have been made mention of that. But let's turn in our Bibles. We'll take just a moment. I've got a... Uh, <clears throat> Well, I'm not even going to say that. First Peter chapter number three. I said I had a short message Wednesday night, and that didn't go as planned. So um, I'm just going to quit lying. How's that sound? We'll just do whatever we do and go on with it. Uh, but we'll turn back to the book of First Peter. We've been going down through uh, the book of First Peter, trying to um, get through this book. And um, it's been a great blessing. It's hit right in time for uh, troubles and things that we've gone through. And he's dealing with these pilgrims and strangers to this world. Um, he's dealing with uh, their suffering times, how to uh, honor God through suffering in a strange land that uh, is not your home. And uh, he's gone down and told them how to be holy and how to be honest and humble, uh, how to honor in, verse, in chapter number 2. And uh, we get down through here and we're left a chief example here uh, in our suffering Savior. Uh, his suffering was sinless, submissive, substitutionary, and it was a shepherd's suffering. And we get down to verse number 25. We see how the shepherd uh, gave his life for the sheep. 
And he goes on and that brings us into leaving us this great example. Uh, and he's told us how to deal with the lost and dying world without, how to uh, relate as we are to one another, uh, how do we should love one another and honor the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. And then we get down to chapter number three and we start to deal with the home. Uh, and as it's been said many a times, uh, our churches are only as strong as our homes are. Uh, our Christian uh, life and what we really are, the reality of that is more at home than it is what we are in here. Um, the home, so goes the home, so goes the nation, and so goes the home, so goes the church a lot of times. And so it's very important, our relationship uh, with our home. Many of us strive and spend a whole lot of time on how we appear here. Uh, and we should spend more time uh, in how we are conducting ourselves at home. And uh, so he begins in chapter number three of the book of First Peter. And after right on the heels of talking about you were as sheep going astray, uh, but are now returned unto the shepherd, the shepherd and the bishop of your souls. Uh, he goes into chapter number three, right on the heels of talking about this suffering Savior that has left you an example, who when he was reviled, reviled not again, and when he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. And so we see that uh, in order to get through this, we are also going to have to commit ourselves to the Lord. And in our marriage, in our homes, the same can be said. Uh, to make it in this world, we're going to have to commit ourselves to the Lord. But to have a marriage and a home that's going to honor God, we're going to have to commit ourselves to the Lord. And, uh, and so likewise, he follows that up, uh, talking to the wife, and just exactly as the example that has been laid out, out for you by the shepherd and how that he suffered uh, and how that when he was reviled, reviled not again, and he subjected himself. So he deals with humility in the wife. Uh, and we've dealt with that already, but he tells the wife to be in subjection uh, to her own husband, uh, that if any obey not the word, uh, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wife. And uh, ma'am, if you're going to be able to do that, you're going to have to commit yourself fully uh, to the Lord because that will not be easy uh, to have a husband that will not obey the word of God. Whether it's a saved husband or a lost husband, uh, if you want him to obey the word of God, which you should if you love him, not because that's better for you, but because that will honor God. Uh, so if you want your home to honor the Lord, uh, then you're going to have to be a helpmate to your husband and try to win him, not by belittling him and uh, uh, beating up on him and things like that and screaming and raising your voice and uh, acting foolish. But you're going to have to do it by your me conversation. Uh, by, uh, verse number two says, they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. And verse number three, whose adorning, let it not be that outward adorning of the plating of the hair. Now, I don't believe it's saying that a, a woman can't dress herself up and look nice. Uh, I, I, I'm for that. 
Um, I don't think that there's anything wrong uh, with a woman wanting to look nice for her husband. I think that's wonderful as long as you're doing that for your own husband. Uh, and the intent there is to look pretty for him and things like that. I don't believe it's talking against that. People take that too far and say you can't wear makeup and you can't do all those things. That's not what it's saying. Uh, what it's saying here is talking about your focus and your adorning uh, should be that not the outward of the plating of the hair and the wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel. Uh, if you want to win him, let it be the hidden man of the heart and that which is not corruptible. Uh, I wish, I know uh, there's a lot of ladies that spend a lot of time getting ready uh, to go out or getting ready to go to church or getting ready to go somewhere. And I thank God for that. Uh, but uh, I wish that uh, sometimes young ladies, especially, you need to focus more importantly on when you go out, not uh, are you going to look the prettiest, but are you going to look the best for the Lord? Uh, that outward uh, part of you that uh, uh, what God is saying here, the most important thing is the inward part. Part of you, the uh, the meek and the gentle and the quiet spirit uh, that should be in a woman, and not so much uh, what is on the outside. But it seems like that gets all of the focus, uh, even when we try and make uh, and talk about modest apparel. Uh, the focus is mainly upon what's on the outside and what a person's wearing. Uh, and a lot of times, we need to focus uh, and understand that what's coming out on the outside is a reflection of what's on the inside. Uh, so if God's got your heart, he'll have no problem having your clothes. Uh, right? Somebody say amen to that. Uh, so uh, if you want to try to bring glory to God, you won't be out exposing yourself uh, and trying to get attention to yourself. Uh, you're trying to draw attention to the Lord uh, and let people see him through you. Now, let it be the hidden man of the heart and that which is not corruptible, uh, even the ornament of a meek and a quiet spirit, which in the sight of God a great price. Verse number five, for after this manner in the old time, uh, the holy women, uh, now unholy women, I, I don't know, but if a, a holy woman uh, who is professing godliness and trust us in God uh, adorned themselves, being in subjection unto their own husbands. Uh, I don't know why, but human nature is always trying to get away with something. Uh, you mean I've got to be in subjection in everything? Uh, always looking for, well, uh, even this, always looking for a way out. Uh, I, I, don't, I want to see uh, not how far away we can get, but how close we can get, right? Um, even as Sarah went so far and she was so crazy uh, that she called Abraham Lord. Uh, can you imagine uh, somebody silly enough uh, to love their husband enough and submit themselves to their husband to the degree they called him Lord? Um, the women's lib group of our day would not like that. Uh, but uh, that's what she did uh, because she loved God. Uh, God put a love in her heart for her husband. And uh, she was going to submit herself to him. And uh, whose daughters ye are as long as you do well and are not afraid with any amazement. Uh, and so verse down through verse number six, it deals with the wife and tells the wife how that she is supposed to uh, win her husband if he obeys not the word of God, uh, that she can do that by her meek and gentle and quiet spirit. Uh, you can't take the Bible and preach to a man that does not obey the Bible. Uh, so uh, that's not going to be the way to do it. The way to do it, and uh, many of you have seen this and I've experienced it in my own life. Uh, is to just humble yourself as difficult as it is. Uh, but it couldn't be too difficult because that's what Jesus did for you. Uh, 
Jesus humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So that deals with uh, down into verse number six. It deals with the wife. Uh, and uh, I, uh, verse number seven now, um, he begins and he turns to the husband. Uh, and so in humility and dealing with the wife, he is now going to deal with honor in the husband. Uh, how the husband is to honor the wife. And uh, so we're going to take a look quickly here at verse number seven and try to just break down uh, a couple of things here that the Lord wants us to see as husbands uh, that we are terrible at doing most of the time. Uh, and uh, But uh, God will not excuse us uh, because we are men. Uh, a lot of times you say, well, you know how men are. And I've heard that until I'm about sick of it. Uh, none of us get to hide behind personalities uh, for the reason of why we fail. Well, you know, that's how my mom was. And well, you know, daddy was that way. And that's how I was. Uh, uh, sorry, sir. You don't get to hide behind daddy's failures uh, to continue on failing. Uh, God gives us the power to be able to break that uh, and to be able to have a home that honors God, no matter what your home life was like before. Uh, I was not raised in the greatest of home lives. Uh, my daddy's saved now. Thank the Lord. And things are wonderful now. Uh, but growing up, it wasn't that way. And uh, God saved me, and uh, I don't have to carry on the tradition uh, of how families were going the, uh, uh, of my generation and how those families went. God can intervene in the home, and that home can start a new tradition of honoring God uh, and being faithful to church and serving the Lord. Uh, and so God can do that in your home. I don't care uh, what your raising was like or what your mom and dad's relationship is like. The love of God gets shed abroad in your heart and you can have a new home. Uh, my wife said when I got saved, Brother Jones, she got a new husband. And she did. Uh, God saved her husband by the grace of God and she got a new husband uh, and it was a new home uh, and uh, I thank God for that. So we don't have to be stuck uh, in the uh, um, um, past uh, family lives that we've all had. Uh, God can give us the strength to be able men uh, to have homes that honor God uh, but we are going to have to do that in order to honor the Lord. We're going to have to honor our wives and there is so much here. I want to take just a few moments and look uh, without turning to any other uh, part of the scripture here. I just want to look at uh, just a couple of things in verse number seven. Uh, so in verse number one of chapter three, uh, we see that to the wife he said likewise. And so we see that he was drawing attention right back to how the Lord had just suffered. And so then again, he gets down through those six verses. He deals with the wife and then he comes to the husband and he says, now, likewise. Now, I think he's reflecting back again, back to the suffering savior. I believe he's pointing back, maybe not uh, likewise in the previous verses to the wife, but likewise uh, to the Lord. And so the Lord is our example of how how? Because here's what he said. He said, husbands, love your wives as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. That's what uh, the Bible said. And so he is giving us an example here. Likewise, ye husbands. And so I believe he's reflecting us back to the Lord uh, and the Lord brought great honor, uh, great honor upon the church, but he brought great honor to his father uh, in how that he lived. He brought great honor and provision and that word honor brings along with it uh, 
not just like we do in uh, bestowing gifts upon um, our ladies this morning, but honor in providing for, in providing protection, provisions, um, uh, uh, comfort, help. The wife uh, needs so many various things. And so in honoring her, it's providing so many of those various aspects that she needs. And we'll look at just a couple in verse number seven. Likewise, ye husbands, uh, the first thing he says uh, is to dwell with them. And so I first want to say the uh, first thing that mom needs, because I'd venture to say this morning, I know my mother, Miss Sandra, and uh, I know many of you mothers are the same way. And the last thing you really want this morning is a gift card from your children. You know, you, know, you enjoy it. Thank the Lord for it. And you'll, uh, you'll use it and go out to Cracker Barrel and, and take me with you and, and Brother Jones. Um, and that'll be a wonderful time together. Uh, but mothers, most mothers in here this morning aren't sitting here waiting. Boy, I hope my kids get me something this afternoon. I hope they get me a gift card to Dillard's and J.C. Penney's. Now, you'll love it and you'll use it and thank God for it. But most mothers that I know this morning, if you want to do something for mom this today and you want to honor your mother today, uh, why don't you just give her your time? And so uh, first thing that I want to mention is, and this is to the husbands, but uh, also young people, you can take note of this. Um, mom doesn't need gifts necessarily. She doesn't, uh, she'll take them, she enjoys them and all those things. Uh, But what she really wants is for you to be happy. Uh, She wants you to serve the Lord. Uh, She wants you to uh, honor God. She wants you uh, to have a home that honors God. She wants you uh, to just spend time with her and take your time. And so the first verse uh, here in chapter seven, uh, the first word he says to you husbands. uh, And so I'll direct this to us husbands. Um, I've been told to uh, attack you. So I'm I'm going to do my best to do so. Uh, um, I dealt with the wives and I, somebody said, well, I'm just ready for you to deal with the husband. And uh, so I will do my best to attack you the best I can. No, I'm kidding. Likewise, ye husbands dwell uh, with them. The Bible says that um, uh, for this cause shall a man uh, leave his mother and his father and shall cleave unto his wife. And so many times we get things backwards and we think that it's the woman's responsibility uh, to spend time with us and we get very selfish in thinking that. Uh, But really God said the responsibility uh, for the time being spent together lies on the husband. It's your job to leave and to cleave unto your wife. Uh, It's the husband's job to take out of his time uh, to spend time with the wife. It's his responsibility to dwell with her, to uh, to spend his time with her. And uh, now don't look down and get mad at me. Uh, you know I'm telling it right. We waste a whole lot of time and our wives feel like we, they don't even matter to us because we're spending our time doing other things, not our money. Uh, they don't want brand new dresses and vehicles and cars. And some of you are going, yes, I do too. Um, but, uh, what they want is our time. And uh, I wonder sometimes, I wonder what 
uh, uh, how I would feel about God if he never spent any time with me. If God never uh, uh, came along and put his arms around me and told me he loved me or uh, spent time with me. You can, uh, uh, you can spend money and write checks and uh, send her on a vacation or do all these wonderful things. That's great. Uh, but what I would venture to say this morning is in the heart of your wife is the desire to have your time. Uh, your time is spent on everybody else. Your uh, time that's spent on the phone talking to everyone else. Uh, uh, and then you get so tired of talking to everyone else, you don't want to talk to your wife. And then she gets and feels neglected like you don't care about her. She feels like you get home from work and you're aggravated and you won't talk to her about her day. And she's been stuck there all day long with kids screaming and uh, dirty diapers and, and, and uh, all kinds of mess. I wish you all could uh, have home videos of what life was really like uh, outside of the fairy tale back at home when uh, people were breaking things and grape juice poured on the floor and somebody's took a diaper off and took off running and wiped it on the walls. And uh, that's the reality of what you've got to look forward to. And mom is sitting there and she's bore these children into the world and, and God's put a deep, deep yearning and love in her heart for her husband. And uh, not knowingly, he doesn't mean to do this. A lot of times I may not give her my time because I'm hateful at the moment. And if I get around her, I'm liable to be hateful to her. And so, and I understand those kind of things, but men, we're going to have to grow up and learn how to put those things aside and take our time and spend our time with our wives. God uh, wanted that. You even think about when the uh, young people were first married in the scriptures, he told them not to go to battle, but to spend time uh, with that wife. And we do that early on. And it seems like kids come in the way. You've got high school, you've got cars, you've got uh, everybody's wanting to play sports. So you've got 10, you've got five over here in this sport. You're running over here and you're trying to get these on time to this one. And you're running to and fro. And before you know it, you look up and you don't even know who your wife is. She's changed so much. And, and uh, you, you've spent so much time trying to raise children. And then you go to work and then you try to be faithful to church, try to read your Bible, try to pray. And I understand the stress of it all, but it does not excuse us uh, uh, forsaking our wives and not spending our time with them. Now, some of you ladies may not want your husband to spend time with you and you're thinking, I wish he'd hush. <laughs> but... I'm speaking in general here. Uh, if I know anything about women, and I don't at all, but if I know anything about you uh, up and down people, uh, it's that you do want the time of the people that you love. And not You don't have to spend all day, uh, but men, I find that our wives are often satisfied just coming by and having a simple conversation with them. Uh, they don't need a whole lot. They, don't, they understand you have obligations. They understand you're tired and that you work hard and that you uh, have your pulled in a thousand different directions uh, but it, she does want some of your time and can I say we better be careful if we don't give it to them some women might find it somewhere else <laughs> just like daddies our daughters need our time they need our time it takes time to uh, if we don't give it to them they'll find the time of some man now, that's not everybody. I understand that. And that doesn't excuse the behavior of someone that does that. But men, husbands, 
I think one of the things that we are failing most in is the management of our time. I read through uh, Miss Wesley, John Wesley's mother put out 20 things that she would do for her children. And when I see the time and the labor that this lady spent in investing into her children, I mean, the time, men, it, it shames us of how we should be spending our time. Uh, spending our time uh, reading the Bible to our children, uh, spending our time praying with our young people, uh, spending our time praying with our wives, uh, pre- uh, teaching the Word of God to our wives. Uh, instead, we spend our time in things that are never going to matter. Uh, can I encourage all of us to stop wasting time on things that are never going to earn us anything in heaven, never going to benefit anybody anything, we waste so much time men you say well I don't have the time when you go back and look at people uh, back they didn't have any more hours in a day than you have today right we've got the time the problem is we don't want to make it because we want to spend the time doing what makes us happy we're selfish right and it's going to take time. If we're going to have a, a wife that, um, that loves us and does the things that we, we want in the sense of uh, subjection and, and, and holiness and all those wonderful things, that's going to take time. You're going to have to invest your time. Young people, you're going to have to invest your time. Uh, young men, your wife is not, you're not going out there looking for somebody uh, that is just exactly what you want. Uh, God will give you probably a lot of what's opposite in you. Uh, to teach you things about yourself. These two that are twain shall be no more twain, but one flesh. How can you ever learn to be merciful uh, and to love in mercy if you don't have a wife that needs some mercy? Uh, How can you learn to be gracious if you don't have a wife that uh, uncompliments you in an area where you have to be very gracious? And so love is a difficult work. It takes time. You're going to have to give of your time to that wife, and we spend probably more time on the internet and more time on television and more time uh, fixing up things in our shop and won't spend five minutes speaking to our wife and we wonder why she's so unhappy. Uh, Because the one that she is one with uh, won't even spend five minutes, doesn't even care enough about her to want to talk to her. That's the way she feels. We can, we can... We can win the world, but if we don't uh, spend a few moments with our wives to let them know we care about them, we've lost so much more than we'll ever know. And hey, you ladies, a lot of you love us anyway, uh, and thank God for that. And um, I appreciate the long suffering. It takes, it takes understanding. That's my next point. Let me move quickly here. Uh, the past week of messages has not won me any uh, I'll not be winning any popularity contests, so why don't I'll just keep on digging in. It's going to take more time, man. Uh, we're going to have to give some more of our time to our families. I think our, I think our churches are reflecting the time that's spent by daddies at home with their families. I think the, the, the lack of spirituality in our churches is a reflection on daddy not spending his time with his family. That may not always be it across the board. You've got some rebellious wives that are just, I, you know, what they are. I understand that. There are some exceptions to those rules. 
but generally speaking, our homes are what they are, um, uh, are hinging upon, I should say, on where daddy is spending his time. Are you putting time uh, into your wife? Are you investing time uh, into her? So uh, verse number seven, likewise, you wives. Uh, so what does mom need? What does mother need uh, this Mother's Day? Uh, she needs your time. Uh, second of all, I want to say she needs your understanding. Uh, look at the next part of this verse. Dwell with them. Uh, so uh, spend your time with them uh, according, but do so according to knowledge. So your uh, wife needs your time and she needs your understanding. She needs you to understand her. And uh, so I know this can get a little bit boring here, uh, but I, I tell you one thing, men, it's going to take some labor and it's going to take something we're all so good at. Uh, and I better get an amen out of you ladies for this. We're good at communication. Thank you. Nobody else would lie. No, men are not generally good at communication, right? We generally just, uh, we know the responsibilities on us. Brother Jones, I do this a lot, uh, and I just expect things to go the way they're supposed to go because I'm in charge, and I got to meet God with it, and everybody hush, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, maybe if I would communicate a little better and I'd say, now, honey... <laughs> <laughs> Here's why I'm making the decision that I am. Here is why uh, young people, uh, children, here's why I'm doing what I'm doing because I want you to understand God has showed me this and this is what's best for you. If we would just communicate a little bit better, maybe she wouldn't be so upset and misinterpret what you're doing. If you would just communicate with her. Again, take your time to communicate. Uh, young people, uh, most of us, are. we can forget uh, this, uh, but you young people, can I exhort you something? Uh, when you get your wife, you're going to have to open up a line of communication with that woman like you have with nobody else on the face of God's earth. Not your mother anymore and not your daddy. There's going to have to be an open line of communication between you and that wife where you are going to have to learn some things about her. Every woman is different. <laughs> Let me say that again. Every woman is different. <laughs> I'm going to stop there. They're really different. But each woman individually is different. And you're going to have to communicate with her to learn your wife. You're going to have to learn what she's like, what, what sets her off, what, what maybe she likes to hear, what maybe uh, how she's doing today. I wonder how many of us have taken just a few moments of our time uh, to communicate with our wives and say, uh, honey, how, how are things going with you? How are you doing spiritually? How, how are you dealing with such and such situation? How are you doing? What's going on with you? How are things going with you between you and the Lord? How, how are things going at home? Uh, men, our wives need us to show the interest, to, to show that we care. And if we really care, we've got to learn her so that we understand her and we can show the proper grace that she might need in her life in order for her to have some joy and some peace in her life. You're going to take communication. You're going to have to communicate. Now, that'll be more difficult with some than others, but you're going to have to make an attempt. Some of us have wives. You can, it don't matter how much you try to pull it out of them. They're just not going to say a whole lot. They're different. They're all different. 
You have to learn that. If you, if you care, and if you just want to sit there and roll your eyes at it, then help yourself. I don't care if you want to. I don't have to go home to her, so do whatever you want to. But I'm just going to give you what the Bible said. And the Bible says, likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge. You are going to have to just understand she's insane. <laughs> hey, I'm not kidding. You know what it's done to your, you know what it's done to your mother to birth you kids in, in this world and drive around in that van with every one of you screaming something different. <laughs> And everybody needing something different. And then her mother-in-law calling, uh, calling her husband and jumping on him because, you know, she really doesn't appreciate me. And, and then she gets attacked from that side. And then the husband won't even talk to her, so she don't know where she stands there. And everybody's screaming. Everybody's unhappy. And she's wanting to pull her hair out. No wonder she's crazy. I don't think that's what you ladies had in mind. Let's see. Uh, but you know what she needs? She needs somebody to understand her. She needs understood that she's just a person that fails and has failures and has weaknesses. And she doesn't need attacked all the time for everywhere she fails. And she just needs understood. She needs somebody to take the time to communicate with her and understand her makeup and how, uh, you know, I try to understand this. Um, and some women, how they were raised, they don't show a lot of affection. And, uh, and uh, that's no excuse for that. They should love in not word only, but deed and truth. Uh, but we should have enough understanding and communication with them to understand where they're coming from. Maybe that's why they're the way that they are. And if we would just communicate, we'd save ourselves a whole lot of problems. Uh, and uh, you can say amen to that. I mean, your pastor's not the best. At it. I try. I make a real effort to try to communicate, and I, I still don't do the very good at it. Uh, but, you know, I, I find often, preacher, if our wives, if we just attempt, they, a lot of times they're happy to seeing that we care enough to try. Because most of us fail in loving our wives as Christ loved the church. Not a one of you in here probably does it properly. And our wives understand know that. And I think if they just see the effort, they're, they're happy with it. They know we're idiots. Right? Brother Nathan, our wives know we're Usually not playing with a full deck. We're, we're off. But just in the fact that we try sometimes makes a big difference. I want to tell you something. You young people, if you're not prepared to work at a marriage like this and deny yourself and be able to work and labor, a work and labor of love. That's what it is, what you have shown towards his name. It's a labor. It's a work. It's not just going to happen. It may for the first couple of years, but after that, it's going to get rough. You, you know, you're going to have to work at it. Uh, things only get more complicated the more you go along and have 20-something kids and, you know, all that stuff. Now, we've spent our time here this morning, but let me just mention these last few things. Uh, of course, this verse says not only she needs your time, she needs your understanding, uh, but she does need your honor. Uh, that's the point of this verse. It says in verse number 7, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife, uh, to prize, to revere, to place value upon. Um, the uh, uh, Jews had a saying, I'll just mention a couple of these, um, let a man always take care of the glory of his wife. 
Um, if thy wife be short of stature, bow thyself and whisper to her. And the meaning by, behind that saying is that he ought to suit himself to her capacity and weakness. And, and that is what the Bible's exhorting us here, men, is uh, if we're going to honor our wives, it's, it's kind of like they're just brought along for the ride. Um, they're just there, supposed to be dressing a certain way, acting a certain way, talking a certain way, submitting a certain way, and they're just kind of along for the trip. Um, that's really not how marriage should go. Your, your wife's not just along. You're one with her. We're together in this thing, laboring together uh, in trying to bring a home about uh, to the glory of God. And so they, they need honored and, uh, you know, not just yelled at when we get home for not this and that and, and argued with because they're not doing a certain thing that you think that they ought to do. Um, where's the honor in bestowing honor upon our wives? And, and, and the manner is almost like they're they're the prized possession. They are the, the glory um, of the house. They're, they're the ones that should be, uh, should be honored, though they are submissive in their duties, in their position. Uh, uh, they are still to be honored because they're no less than we are. Uh, they're no less important to the home. They're no less important to the church. Um, and so they should be honored. The wife uh, is to be honored by her husband. And um, let me just move on because we've spent a little bit of time here. And uh, so men, I think sometimes we get the idea that we're the focus. We are, and we are uh, the head of the home. I do understand that. Uh, but uh, we are supposed to be leading uh, as, uh, as servants, uh, heads uh, that are serving for the better of the body. Uh, we are to minister and to serve uh, our wives and our children. They are uh, to have all of us at their disposal uh, to be able to be successful in their lives. And so let me move on here quickly. Uh, she needs your attention. Look at uh, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. Uh, and this says, so that's where we need to be understanding. Uh, as Understand that your wife and her emotional makeup and as being heirs together uh, of the grace of life. I hear a lot of independent Baptist preaching and it's basically just blowing ladies out like they're supposed to uh, and just uh, bashing and but but I've heard very few messages uh, about a man supposed to honor her uh, and so I think we have come a long way uh, in, in, in Baptist churches and from the original intention of the scripture uh, is that a wife is not something for us to step on and to step over uh, to make our lives any better uh, she's there and given to us because God said it was not good for you to be alone and so he wanted to give you a gift and he took from your rib and gave you a wife. He gave you a help meet, somebody to travel through life with, somebody to love and to cherish and to honor till death do you part. And, um, and they need to be honored. And you young ladies, listen, I'm done with this. Uh, I just mentioned a couple of things, but you young people, you young ladies, if you have a man and you've got your eyes on a young boy, if he will not bring honor to his mother, he will not honor you. And I would not, I would base my decision on a young man with how does he treat his mother. Because that's a good reflection of how he's going to treat you. And I take a look at how his daddy treats his mother. Because it's a good thing, a good possibility he'll treat you the same way. Uh, so, 
just be careful in what you're looking for uh, because the body and the hair and the good looks will go away and you'll be left with very little. Uh, you better have good character. Uh, well, very little here and a little more here, uh, but uh, uh, it better be more than that. So uh, you young men, honor your mothers. Honor your parents. Now, uh, attention. She needs your attention as being heirs together. Uh, look at this, being heirs together uh, of the grace of life. Uh, we are uh, not in this alone. Uh, she plays a valuable role. She needs to be seen as such. She is valuable to the home and to your life. And she should have value placed upon her and treated as someone that is valuable. Uh, sometimes they're not treated that way, and that's a shame. But men, we should treat our wives as they are valuable. And say, well, you're not at home with my wife. The way she yells and screams and, and goes on. Well, <laughs> I can't tell you what I would do with that. <laughs> I just can't give you the Bible. <laughs> it's difficult. It's not easy. Uh, but God doesn't leave the man or the woman with an excuse and say, now, Ladies, submit to your husband if, and he doesn't say husbands honor her if, right? It just says to do it. And they'd probably have a whole lot more respect for us at church if we treated them better at home. Some people are better to other people than they are to their own wife. You ever seen that, Brother Jones? I've seen them treat people. They're as kind and long-suffering, and man, they'll go on and then treat their wife like garbage. You'll have very little respect from your children because they'll see that, by the way. Uh, but let me say this in closing, uh, and I promise you I'm done with this. They need your prayers. Um, look at the end of the verse here. Uh, as being heirs together uh, of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. And uh, so she needs your time. She needs your understanding, your honor, your attention. And finally, our wives need our prayers. If you go back to the book of Genesis and see... Sometimes I often forget this, and I've probably mentioned it before, but there's been a target placed on the back of our wife. The enemy is after her in a very great degree. Is that not what the Bible said? I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. There is an enmity that the enemy has. Is that not who he went? didn't go to Adam. He went to her. And they're still at odds. The enemy's attacking your wife. Sometimes we get the idea that it's all, he's attacking us. Honey, I need your help. <laughs> Y'all better be glad you ain't married to me. I'm pitiful. I need your help, honey. I'm... My wife got a 250-pound baby for a husband. And sometimes we get the idea, Brother Joshua, it's all about us. She's supposed to be helping us. And I get that, understand. I understand the husband's preeminence and the sense of uh, headship in the home. But she's getting attacked too. We ever forget that? The enemy's trying to get to her. And he can get the home to fall by getting to you. And he'll get to you usually through her. So that's why the Bible says no man hates his own flesh. We're silly not to honor and spend time and invest communication and time and a loving relationship in our wives. We're foolish to do that. It's like you hating your own flesh. She needs uh, our prayers. 
she's being attacked. Ladies are being attacked in our day. They can't do good enough sometimes. They can't, they're not good enough at home. They can't do good enough at church. They always feel like they're failing their children. They're not a good enough mother. They're just attacked left and right. And men, we spend a lot of time praying. We need to pray for our wives. They need our prayers. And I'd say they'd probably benefit more than anything if we prayed with them. Don't you think? Spend our time praying with them. Well, ladies, is there anything else? I think that's all on my list. Anybody got anyone want to add? No, we appreciate you ladies. Men, we've got a great responsibility on our shoulders. Let's, let's love our wives. Let's love our children. And let's appreciate them today. I'm going to say this. Stand to your feet. Men, uh, children, can I say this? You want to do something nice for your mother today? Stop the bickering and the fighting and the unhappiness and the unsatisfaction and the complaining and the bitterness. Just get over yourself and love your mother today and give her your time and attention. Put the phones down. Get off Facebook. Nobody really cares about what you're posting anyway, to be honest with you. And spend time with mama today because I bet if you go around here and ask some people whose mothers have gone, they'd probably like five more minutes with mama today. So while you got your mama, appreciate her and love her. Some of you getting old enough, you ain't going to have mama very long. You'll be going off to college. And so love on your mama today. Let her know you love and appreciate her. Lord, thank you for putting um, these uh, women in our lives, Lord, so many different mothers that I've had affect me in my life. And um, grandmothers, my grandmother, how precious she is to me, and my own mother. And Lord, I speak on behalf of so many of us in here this morning that we want to thank you for our mothers. And we want to ask you to forgive us where we've not always done right by them. And help us to love them and care for them and cherish them, Lord, while there's time. And Lord, we thank you for all that you've done. If there be any here this morning that don't know Jesus and need born again, I pray you deal with them in conviction and power. We love you. Help us to go forth this day and honor and glorify God. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll have a song here quickly if you need to come, and then we'll turn you loose, let you go today. Just one verse. If somebody needs to come, we'll give you one verse to come. If you need to get saved or need to use the altar, you come. 265. Draw me here. It's one verse if you need to come. <laughs>